This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required, points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And now for something completely different. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Right, Chris. All right. Hello, good afternoon, and welcome. How the devil are we all doing? Um, It's... I've been a while since we've done one of these. I'll be totally honest with you, basically, because they were boring the arse off me. Uh, it was the same questions week in, week out. And basically, we had nothing to talk about. It was like, yeah, this is this week's press conference, but guys, just watch last week's show because it will be exactly the same <laughs> review. Um, 
a few a few technical problems gonna say um at, not necessarily at my end but certainly at leicester's end and Bradley's going to explain it all to us uh but first of all i'm going to say good evening to or good afternoon to pamela how are you welcome along joins us via facebook and david is in and he very kindly says Great intro that, Chris. Thank you very much, sir. I really appreciate that. Uh, it means a lot. Let's bring him in. The man, the myth, the legend that is Mr. Brad Perkis. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, mate. And it's, um, it is a good afternoon for once, you know. We're just coming off yeah. the back of what I feel has been quite a successful transfer window. I know that will get discussed later on in the show with something that was revealed. Um, to us over the last 24 hours. It could have been even better, but we'll yeah. keep everybody in there suspenders for that one, won't we? I told you not to say anything. I told you not to say I told you. I told you. I would let your secrets out, Chris. I'm sorry. But everybody needs to know that you're in suspenders. Um, but no. Um, well, I must admit, when I finish this, the first thing I'm going to do when I finish this is, is, is rip the wife's knickers off. <laughs> then again, they'll make me leggage. Hey! <laughs> but yeah, it's actually a you know it's a, it's the typical press conference that you get at this time when the transfer windows open, regardless of how they dug, uh, uh, regardless of your uh, business in the window. So yeah, but it was a nice bit of optimism. You know, we're used to press conferences that are a defeat again for Leicester, a defeat again for Leicester. Some positive talk, Chris, is what we're here to discuss. Now. I've not seen the press conference yet, but I've heard a rumour, and I, I, I'm struggling to believe it, but somebody, I think, posted that Brendan actually smiled. Yes, yes, he actually did. You know, popular tries to believe that that man's muscles are broken in his mouth. He did actually <laughs> afford a smile or two during his press conference. It seems on a different place there all of a sudden, doesn't it, Chris? It does, it does. Doug, Nate and Tolja is in. Welcome along. Uh, and Doug says, uh, well done, top. Yep, we're going to come on to that. Um, he's a top bloke, isn't he? Oh, you know, yes, he is. Pun intended, pun intended. I'll let you off that one. That was very, very well done. <laughs> right. Uh, let's get straight into it. It is only a quick clip, but I think it does kind of sum up the press conference uh, this afternoon. So here we go. <laughs> Testing, testing, testing. Good evening, ladies and concert tonight. Albert, back to the room. I keep going. Oh, I'm having. I keep on fighting close. I'm not sure if it's the late, but the great Norman Collier there. <laughs> they did have a few mic problems, didn't they? Yes, they did. Uh, early on in the press conference, it started, which might be why Leicester have taken it down to, to maybe do some technical difficulties, works on it, so they can improve the sound. Because although Brendan's might work fine, the uh, the pass the parcel mic that they clearly use in there did, didn't work. Uh, I think they got it sorted a bit later on in, in, in the show, but at the start, it was a hard of hearing. You know, yeah. I was waiting for... I was waiting to see Brendan do that at some point, cup his ears, because that always makes Trout and Sapple better, doesn't it, cup in your ears? <laughs> it, does, uh, it does, it does. Uh, I mean, it's like, I mean, I can remember when they didn't have a microphone at all. It was you really struggling to hear the question. But uh, but look, we they'll just have to look at us too. 
I mean, I'm sorry, people that are watching. Those that are listening, it won't make any difference to us. Also, yeah, yeah. But, um, we are we we have we have got the faces for podcasts, haven't we? But um, yeah, so, sadly we do. We do. Uh, so let's get to. Thankfully, uh, Jordan at uh, Leicestershire Live does actually. Uh, as it's live, go with it, and he, he, he makes a point of them, you know, the or he produces the most important points that are said during the press conference. So let's go through these, um, and then afterwards we can talk about our esteemed chairman, and then obviously we'll have a quick look at the transfer window at the end. But um, he asked about injuries, which, you know, <laughs> we've always got them, haven't we? Uh, I'm just waiting yeah. to see how long it is before Tete... Uh, Christiansen and Sutar are out. Uh, but the, the team's looking well. We've trained well. We've got one or two to look at and see uh, on availability. Jamie hasn't done much. Well, we've seen that this season, but I think he means on the training field. Uh, we need to see his reaction. Some guys will be next week, like Booba and Johnny. Uh, oh, you get nicknames now. Good deal, Brendan. Uh, they'll train next week. Ricardo will play in a game next week. He's looked great in training. So, basically, I mean, Samari, and we've got Ndidi that will fill in there anyway. Johnny, you know, we, we know we've got a replacement now there. Uh, great news about Ricardo. Yeah, it is. It's something that we've seen a bit of over the last few weeks, whether you've watched the training videos that the club posts up regularly or you've just been following the club in general. There's always some positive talk in regards to Ricardo's injuries. I don't know if it's third or fourth times a charm. I don't know which country's look that number is number four, but, you know, hopefully this is the end of what's been a frustrating period for Ricardo um, to be getting back and getting back with competition, obviously, in, in the squad. Um, Jamie Vardy, he did he did extend on that a little bit by saying he is back out on the pitch training, so he he has made progress onto the turf. You know, with two weeks is normally a case we've picked up a knock. He won't play the weekend. He may feature next week. Sounds like the case for Brendan saying. Um, he did later on in his press con uh, press conference say, however, yeah. due to some personal reasons, indeed he isn't available for this weekend, but. He's not injured. That is the case. It's just something personal that has gone on. So it well, looks like the baby. Uh, I, 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 he didn't express into no, it. That's obviously no. maybe. I don't. I don't know. I don't know personal ins and outs for it. Maybe it is to do with that. I, I don't know. That may but well be the reason if that's the case. Um, one one slight maybe concern for fans, and I will we'll talk about it more when we get to the transfer in front. He did then go on to say about um, Suter, Suter's hip injury and not being available immediately straight away. I know Leicester fans, he's a, he's a Marmite in terms of whether you love him or hate him, but that may not see much change to the eleven straight away. Um, we knew Christensen was coming off, a, um, uh, off, off an off-season whilst at Copenhagen, and, and, and it sounds like Suter might not be rushed straight into that team um, come Saturday. But we, we, we'll see. Everything else seems fairly positive. Yes. Uh, in mean, terms I of expect. I mean, I know they've had... Well, Christensen could start, and he certainly would... I think he'll definitely come on. Um, I, think, I think Thomas does need the break. But, 
you know, it is a case of easing these new players in, isn't it? Rather, you know, and um, I probably didn't expect to see either of them. But he was asked about Tete. Um, he said, um, very delighted, very talented young player, doing very well at Shakhtar and Leon, very strong and very committed. He settled in very well. He's shown his qualities already. There's no reason, I suppose, that's one player because he was playing regularly up until signing for us. And he's, whisper this, he's not injured. <laughs> oh, Chris, you had to say it, didn't you? But yeah, again, out of out of all the signings that Leicester have made, obviously we know we signed a 21-year-old striker, but he's gone straight to our uh, own assistant, well, the Leicester sister club, um, uh, Levan Levin, or however you pronounce them, OHL, he's gone there on loan. So that, that's one definitely for the future. Probably thinking next year without Jamie Vardy being in this, at Leicester at all, possibly next year. But yeah, to see him, like you said, he's been playing regularly. So there's no reason he can't go in. And, and that has probably deep, deeper confirmed with the fact that he allowed Perez, who kind of a little bit sadness in a way. It's been such a it's been such a love hate relationship between me and Perez that Brendan did confirm that that is most likely the last time we will see IOZ Perez in a Leicester shirt now at Rail Betty's. Uh, and obviously Mark Albrighton at the the final yeah. hour. I know he's not a, I know he's not a right sided player, but he's he's played both sides for Leicester in his career. Understandable in a way. It's just, it's kind of feels like Andy King, doesn't it, in a way lose losing them out alone. We don't really want to see him leave the club, but we want him to see him doing well. Um and yeah, with with that depth lacking and and the unfortunate outcome that happened with, um, I don't know we want to bring that up later on, but Jack Harrison uh, yeah. not coming in uh, in the late hours either means we're a bit in depth. So the fact that he comes in and can, and can literally get into that team straight off the bat, it is so helpful to us yes. going yes, forward. It is. Um, I mean, with Perez. One didn't go, one did. And I guess if I had to choose, I'd have had it the other way around. But um, the thing with Perez is, and yeah, we did. He wasn't necessarily everybody's favourite player. He never actually, and I suppose you don't sort of realise until people have gone and you look back at thinking, well, what was he actually like? He never, whilst he never set the world alike, he never really did much wrong, if you know what I mean. He was just like there, wasn't he, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he took the squad role well. Obviously, he would have liked to have been more of a mainstay in the eleven, and that was his ambition when we when we paid thirty million pound for for him from Newcastle. And unfortunately, it's not quite worked out how he'd help. And I've always said that even though I don't think he's up to the level and standard that Leicester require for the for the squad depth as well, not just the eleven to 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 be a a, a top top ten level. Premier League player, I've always admired the fact that he, he's never shirked responsibility when he's been called upon and needed and, you know, that's one of the things that, that um, like you say, you look back on and go it's nice, but if we can in improve the quality of the depth we have on that side in, in, yeah. in the summer that, that, that would be nice as well, so yeah. I wish him all the best in his future endeavours and maybe yes. he can earn himself a permanent move to better he's, um, he's never played in the um, a Spanish Premier League and it was his he did want to end his career there. 
And maybe, you know, like with Luckman and where he's gone to, to Italy, I mean, as well as he did for us, he's obviously doing a hell of a lot better, but it's another country and sometimes different yeah. stats. And when we bought Perez, we never really, and I know everybody says all about playing him with his strength, but we never really did, did we? No, we didn't. And that was the thing, unfortunately, you know, we've mentioned it time and time before, especially when we've had to speak about Dakar and Ian Acho. But realistically, the role that he wants to excel in, uh, or he thinks he feels he excels in more, has just never been ready available to him. And and to kind of meet halfway with what he expects and, and what the club are recommending that they kind of use him for, he has to be willing to play out of position. And again, like I said, whether whether he was entirely happy with it or not, he he did the professional job for us. You know, and you just said there, touching on it in Spain, Brendan actually surprised me a little bit because he was quite open with it because he turned around and said he actually had offers from the Premier League, but he felt he wanted to end his Premier League time with, I spent it at Newcastle and Leicester. He, 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 you know, you were right in correct in saying he wanted to end his career in Spain and yeah. he, he chose that ultimately <laughs> over potentially staying in the Premiership. I don't know who those clubs were. He didn't mention them, obviously, but there was interest from within the, the division so he could have stayed. Oh, just says here, I quite like Perez. West Ham away just before World Cup, that threw ball to Barnes. He's a, but he, I mean, the thing I really <laughs> like, you know, yes, he had, but the problem is he only did that once in a blue moon. But you yes. never, uh, you know, every week you look at his Instagram posts and I had to stop posting them to the Facebook because, uh, bless him, the guy that used to do it for me, uh, I used to have somebody that used to post all the Leicester news so I I could relax. Is that you beeping on me? Uh, that's uh, just prepping the kitchen. Don't oh, worry, it's not about we're cooking food. So <laughs> I'm going to say, if you blow up in a minute, I'll carry on. <laughs> if you blow up, I'll just carry on, you know. just Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the way I would have wanted it. That's what you need to remember, Chris. <laughs> Go, go go while we're live. That's the way. No, but, you know, he never criticised. He never complained. And his Instagram posts were always him training. Um, uh, told, he also says, uh, if Tete doesn't start, I'm kicking off. I said, well, I think I think if they're out of all of them, he, he could be. Um, which answers that question for you. And we, we just spoke about Harry Suter as well. Uh, and I'm going to now. Um, because Brendan said, delighted with Sutar seeing Harry as a young player and with the trauma of coming through a bad injury. And um, we've got to say, Baybrook has done his ACL now as well. Yeah, I mean, what the bloody hell are we doing in training? Um, I spoke to a number of people I respect about him, he's on the way up, he did very well at Stoke, and I saw him in Scotland as a young player. He gives us that stature, but you've seen the World Cup, he can play as well. I mean, he's six foot, you know, well, six foot eight, isn't he? He's a yeah, yeah. player. Uh, we'll have to see about his hip issue. He trained today with the squad. He's one I need to assess. He'll certainly be ready to go for the following weekend. So, yeah, not with us. January window, very happy. It's been a long time since the club signed players in January. Five seasons, to be in fact. Uh, def definite need for it. Delighted with the business we're preparing going forward. Got players out of contract, so important to get a centre-half in. Victor is going to be a big hit with the supporters as real competition. Really pleased to bring in fresh faces. I mean, while the, let's, let's talk window while you know, it's come up there. If Brendan, mean, insists. Sorry? <laughs> if Brendan insists. If Brendan insists. Go on then, Brendan, you know. Um, 
Certainly, well, let's have one of those coming in first of all. Um, not for me. I, I think it's a good strong eight out of ten, and was very nearly would have very nearly been a ten out of ten if Leeds hadn't. Yeah, yeah, which is which is very strange, and he can't do any good. I know we said this backstage before we came live, but I don't know what that does for Jack Harrison mentally because he scores that goal in the FA Cup. They get told basically it seems like Leeds are wanting to keep him, or at least try and push for um, keeping him till the summer, which is you know within the right. He's a good player for them, and, and despite his lack of contract, they're obviously hoping like Leicester. You know, to potentially sort that out in in the summer, but then to weaken your stance and let him go, you know, he goes. He, uh, if the reports are to be believed, he actually came into Leicester to get his medical, so the deal could conclude quickly. You know, the, mm. we're talking probably the time it, it took mid afternoon for Leeds to make their decision on it. They accept it. They let him willingly get in his car and drive all the way to Leicester. I don't know how long the drive is or anything like that, but you know. I look at it, and then I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So he's made that effort, and then they decide to pull the plug. I'm not sure if that was maybe a transfer they failed to get that led to that, and maybe that's a knock-on effect that they couldn't afford to let Jack go. Yet it could be a deal that picks up in the summer because we're still weak on that position in terms of of depth, and we've discussed Harvey Barnes on the left. He's the only fit winger we have him and Tete. We have, Um, well, natural winger, should I say? So yeah, we'll, we'll. We'll see. We'll see what comes of that. But yeah, I would agree, Chris. Seven, eight out of ten for me. It's a solid, solid window. I think it was the fact that it needed to be because of obviously the summer window, um, and you know, Suta just reminds me so much of uh, a certain other big set defender that we had that uh, eventually went uh, for eighty million. But um, I just, I just think you know, left back we need. You know, Thomas is absolutely, he must be absolutely knackered. He's played every game. Uh, mm-hmm. And he, you know, he hasn't, I mean, he's made mistakes, but, you know, yeah, but he says, oh, we shouldn't be playing him. Well, who the bloody hell do we play? You know, we haven't got a fit left winger. Um, uh, so, at Suta, I'm well pleased with Christensen. I'm well pleased with the Puku, one for the future. I did see somebody post, uh, why are we buying players? What's the point of buying players? And then, Sending them off, but it's why we have a sister club. The guy's never played in Europe, and yeah. you know, thinking coming from look, look at Sumare, it took him a while to settle in, it took Sancho a, a, a bit to settle in before, so he was ready when Harry left. So, coming over from South America, was I think was where he was in America, then mm. it's a completely different ball game, no pun intended. So, the fact that he's going over there. And he is. We've got to think. Yeah, we've got to buy for now, but we've got to think of the future as well. Yeah, we do. And, and, and that, to me, that's the perfect sign. And, and like Brendan stated, with some of the signings he's made, he's also thought about the intent of next season. With obviously Perez is clearly one of them, but there'll be a few others that we're, we're not too shy about talking about. It's not exactly, you know, breaking news. It's probably going to be Soyuncu and a few others that their contracts aren't going to get offered to them and renewed to them this season. So we've got to make not just depth quality good, but we have to make sure the immediate future for Leicester is is looking good. And, and, and they've managed to do that with the windows, with, with, with everything that's gone on. 
Um, you'd also maybe say that Leicester could have that bonus point of saying they didn't lose anybody of any major majority. Okay. Lots and lots of talks out the window of Yuri, as there always is. And then obviously that little bit of a flash in the pan that maybe works in our favour in negotiating a price later on with that random Madison to Man City shout that came later in the day in deadline day. Um Yes, well, we all know Newcastle fans are that desperate for Madison that they started to jizz themselves because they sold John Joe Shelby because apparently selling the, the Lord Voldemort, as Doug calls him, I believe it's Doug that calls him Lord Voldemort, the, apparently if you sell, you know, Lord Voldemort, who's like your 95th choice midfielder, to... A newly promoted Nottingham Forest who made 59 signings, that maths equates James Madison for 60 million. I, d- I don't know where they get this impression from. And again, look, this still might happen in the summer, but yeah, Jesus Christ, the relentless uh, bad as Arsenal. Well, they are. I did see, a, and I love Newcastle, and I'm congratulating them on winning the, uh, you know, getting through to the Caribou Cup final. Personally, I hope they go on and win it. Personally, I hope they finish top four. Let's just, you know, smash that sort of little click up again uh it's not been done since we won it so let, let, let let's uh let's smash it up a little bit but you know putting pictures of madison out in a newcastle shirt it all smashed the desperation and they kind of you know i i said like you know so i, I put a post out you know when he wasn't going away oh sorry newcastle fans but one of them said yeah we'll just get him cheaper in the summer and I'm like, well, might not now, because Man City might start coming in and we might have a bit of a bidding war on our hands. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. And, and also, we, what we need to remember is James Madison's had ample opportunity to strike while the iron's hot, if you will, and mm. leave Leicester for a club like that. I mean, you could have argued he could have gone at the peak when Leicester were finished, finished fifth and won the FA Cup. He could have gone then and, and you know, Leicester could have cashed in. He could have gone last season, this summer, and he could have gone because Leicester didn't make European football. But, I'm, you know, I'm not overly worried and I'm actually still thinking, well, you know, get this season on track. You look at who's left in the FA Cup. I know you don't really want to be facing someone like a Red Hot Brighton, which we're not. We've got Blackburn in the next round. But if you consider in terms of top, top teams, there's only, I believe, what, Tottenham and the two Manchester United, two Manchester clubs left because Arsenal, Chelsea and Liverpool and that, etc. So who knows? Maybe we maybe we bring that back to where it belongs in this, yeah. in this little area. Who knows? And it could could persuade Madison to sign an extension. I'm I'm not ruling that out as a possibility. Well, you know, I think with all of these, we've got a you know two words: Jamie Vardy. You know, exactly. With us, you don't know. We don't know. But uh, we'll see what we'll see what happens. Um, told you, I agree. Seven out, seven or eight out of ten. The really strengthen the squad in those uh, with those players. We have, and the, and the interesting thing is that we haven't done a Nottingham Forest. And gone out. I mean, do you remember that poster when the Conservatives were under Thatcher? I don't really, you're too young to remember that, but they put a big poster out with about 300 people in the queue. And but the job centre says Labour isn't working. You know, you could cut out Labour isn't working and just put in there's Nottingham Forest players waiting to sign. Yeah, you know, when they've signed that many after the summer, then gone out and, and spent again. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And then you look at Everton. The only team that's that's come out well, they've come out of this window weaker than they went into it because they've sold players. 
Yeah, and it's not the greatest. And look, you can't say anything towards Sean Dyche on that. He had two days to do something. He had two days to work with a very difficult owner. Um, I don't. I hope for, for Dyche's sake and for his reputation that he's not bogged down with the ah. I may have overspent and allowed dopey managers dopey amounts of money, so I'm going to have to restrict you right now because this isn't ideal for Everton. But it does show you, doesn't it? You know, yes, the Premier League does hold the power that players or clubs might be willing to sell to you and interested in taking for a bit of Premier League tax, if you will, into inclusive of the price of players. But it just shows you these players look at Everton and go, no chance, you know, no chance. Because they're not like Newcastle were last year, where the guarantee was they could go out and build a side and, and if they've got enough of these players in, they were gonna no way were they gonna struggle. You look at Everton thinking, Oh, if I go there and no one else comes in, everybody's gonna think I've got I'm literally gonna have to carry this club to safety and, and it just proved it proved in this window to a few clubs that um you know be careful when you make these decisions. Frank Lampard should have been gone before the start of this window, personally, for Sean Dice to have impact. Good evening to David Allsop. He's in on Facebook. And good evening to the Football Nation podcast. Welcome along, sir. You are most welcome. And he, he had, in fairness, uh, Sean Dice a couple of... It, it took, I think he took two or three days to de- I think decide whether we... I don't know the ins and outs, but it was a long time actually signing when he could have been buying players. Um, or Brighton, in terms of Mark, and this is um, our esteemed leader, he's got another year, he's the leg end at the club, being brilliant off the field, he's so professional. I made a promise to him... Uh, it's about him getting games. He wants to play. It's difficult. He wants game time. He has young kids who have not seen him play so much. It's about getting him game time and assessing in the summer. Fair play. Fair play. You know, um, yeah. he's at that age now where, you know, he wants to um, play regularly. Uh, and he might, you know, he may well get that at West Brom and he'll do a bloody good job for them, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Again, I mean, again, not not necessarily all players at his age have the hunger to keep playing football. So it's it's just better for for that case. And he's probably the one I'm the most concerned that when he returns, that deal may either get made permanently or or, or he'll be told, look, we've maybe made some early acquisitions in the transfer window, or he will turn around and say, look, I've got. We don't know the Tete deal, but let's assume that gets made permanent and look at that hypothetical. He might just turn around to him and say, you've done really well on loan, but your time, your playing time at Leicester won't improve. So, you know, it'd be sad to see him go, but he's been such a legend to the club. Great choice of words by by Brendan. When yeah, he's been yeah, about. yeah, I mean, he came on a free. Um, absolutely, you know... He's been he's been through problems personally off the field, uh, with, you know, with family. But all credit to him. And again, another one that's not been kicking his, you know, throwing his toys out the pram or or anything like that. So we wish him well. We wish him well. Uh, Perez. He's played his last game for the club. He had offers to go, as you said earlier, to other Premier League clubs. It was his dream to go to Spain and will finish his career in La Liga. He was fantastic for us. Now. All right, you're saying some kind words, let's put it that way. Uh, big part in two fifth places in the FA Cup. Uh, he's been blocking the final. Great lad to work with. 
He'll play with Manuel at Betis. Manuel Pellegrini, obviously the manager of Betis. I you gotta say, you know, there's no there's no point when that happens, there's no point in saying, Oh god, he was awful, I'm glad he's going, sort of thing. Um Brendan we know Brendan rated him a lot more than the rest of us did. Um and like yes, he was part of the two top, you know, five places squad. He was the guy that put the block in that eventually led to Tielemann's goal. So wish him well. I wish you when 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 a player comes to a club, we, they don't come thinking, you know, what, I'm going to be shit for this club. I, don't, I can't no. really give it up. And when a manager buys a player and hasn't done the homework, <coughs> Perez, <coughs> Bertrand, Vestergaard, <coughs> hasn't done the homework to see that they're the players that will fit into your style, then it hardly is the player's fault. Yeah, exactly. And again, he would. have probably like to have got more game time than he was and did end up getting. But we also have to remember that, that he was signed in the, in the start, if you want, of this transitional period where we took that that team of right tags, um, Redford reject style, if you will, as it was dubbed a little bit, in terms of title winners. And we had to progress. And, and at the time, you know, players from Newcastle and that were the sort of calibre of players we were surrounding ourselves in looking to try and improve the debt. And, and for the first part of his stay at Leicester, he definitely warranted being pitched and he was probably the level of, of player we were we, we had at the club. So he wasn't really that out of place. It's just when it's come to this point of the transition period for Leicester in terms of quality they're looking to, to have at the club and, and bring in, he, he no longer suits that mentor. So I'm happy that he's done in part very good things for this club but always remember as 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 as, as I said there that that interception was quite handy wasn't it see people say it was quite handy that block um we'll remember that assist for for it um but yeah he's had, he's had too long brad <laughs> I know, I know. It, it, it almost like your rubbing, your effects of telling awful puns are rubbing off on me, mate. But um, yeah, um, he's, he's had his, his sparing moments for Leicester and, you know, go to Real Betis, live the dream out, enjoy your football and leave on good terms with the club. And that's all you can ask sometimes. It is totally. I think, and I don't know which journal uh, it was, but one of them said, we probably wouldn't have gone as mad if it had, you know, if it had been fifteen million or something. It was the fact that it was like thirty million um, for for them. But um, Harrison, he said it was surprising that the player was going to be available. I met him and spoke to him. It's something that didn't happen. Other than that, I'm really happy with the players we bought in. We'll go with the players we have. Red today, Leeds are going to offer him because we were offering him a, a, a lot better contract than Leeds were. Apparently, Leeds are now going to match it. But you, we did say earlier, you know, how's he going to feel? Because they said to him, like, yeah, you can go. Yeah, and of course, it's very strange. And I, I don't know if he maybe says it later on in that report, but I said to you, he even talks about how it was halfway through a medical report, you know, that that's what yeah. had come out. And it just makes you think, you know. If you're Jack Harrison, where, where is your head at? Because it's all one and good leads going, and I'm just going to throw a figure out here. Don't quote me on this exact figure. I'm just giving an example. Say, say Leicester turned around and said, well, we'll put you on 85 grand a week, and he's only on 45 at Leeds or whatever he's on. It's all well and good leads saying, oh, actually, well, we'll give, we can't maybe do 85, but we can do 79 and some add-ons and if you, you know, bonuses. And 
it's all well them matching it whichever way they go about it or even being better than Leicester but you might feel going well, hold on a minute why did it take me doing a medical at Leicester for you to suddenly realise my worth per week that you're willing to pay me um no, you know what I'm. You know, and he might he might just turn around and go. You know, and I'm sure he'll be the professional and play any talk off about it. Because I'm sure he's been asked as well as 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 uh, soccer ball March has been asked the question about the Harrison late move uh, that did never materialise. I just wonder if at the back of his mind he's going. You know what? I'm going to see if Leicester still need me in the summer. And then if they don't, maybe he will take Leeds upon their offer of the contract. But it will be interesting. But that's something that right now just because we can't do anything in terms of making it happen, is out of Leicester's control. He will do what's best for himself, quite rightly, as well. Um, and and it's a shame he's one I would have loved. I would have absolutely, uh, as Kevin King said, I'd love it. Love it if he came to us, but not to be. Uh, whatever he decides to do, I'm sure will be best. He's a Leeds player, so you know, let him get on with Leeds. And if he comes in the summer... He comes. Yeah. Um, oh, no, 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 sorry, sorry. I need to do a Newcastle fan. I need to do an Arsenal fan rendition. Uh, well, give me a second. Let me compose. So let me do something. Put a on, picture. One, one second, one second, one second. Go for it. Well, it's obviously big news, right? I've been hiding this all along, but clearly I can tell you, right? And I've got this definitely not edited picture of Jack Jack uh, Harrison in a left shirt, but clearly with Perez going out alone and leaving this club permanently, it clearly means if you add them two things together, read between the lines, folks, read, read between them lines. Clearly Jack Harrison's coming in the summer for 25 million. Might as well say it's a done deal now, unless you might as well put it out on the website. Yeah, so I just thought I'd do one of them. If any of these fans are watching in, we are taking the piss. Tongue, tongue in cheek, tongue in cheek, tongue yeah. in cheek, guys, yeah. in case you couldn't tell, that was tongue in cheek. Um, but no, um, uh, again, all credit, I would love him because he's such a good player. But, you know, like you say, Leeds, do what you need to do. Um, and, and they've still got to stay up. They've still got to stay up, so that could affect it. They he, he, they, yeah. they might not be able to offer that, or he might not want to play if they go down this season. So it's mm. what we'll keep an eye on come the end of the season. We'll, we'll, yes. we'll no doubt see the rumours again in, in, in May. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, the Villa, Unai has made a great impact. It's not a surprise. The body's body of work has shown he's an outstanding coach. The problem sometimes in the Premier League, you can get written off as a team. Sorry, you can get written off as there has been after two months. It's a derby game. It's a great stadium to play at. We want to play our football, but also know we have to fight. And just on that, before we go any further, tonight, nine o'clock, do come back and join me. And I've got Kevin, uh, an Aston Villa fan, coming on for the match preview. Um, I'd sooner have been playing these guys when Stephen Gerrard was there. Yeah, I would. But this is one of them, isn't it? And, and it, we normally say this after an international break. And I, I do ho hold out hope that maybe Sutar has recovered enough and done enough training to play. It would be a bit ominous. I mean, a six foot seven, six foot eight defender who's very built very well, you know. Um, and we've put in so many pointless crosses this season. And by that, I mean because we've got five foot nothing blokes in the box trying to head it. And we haven't had the luxury of like a Johnny Evans uh, up there. So if that plays, that might do something. But you don't know that this, this sort of... It, you almost sense, and I'm not saying because he's smiling in his press conference, but the way players currently at the club have spoken about the activity, the players that we've signed have spoken about it. And I know there's a little bit of press conference 
press conference, you know, media management with the way they answer these questions. But you just feel like maybe Leicester are starting to feel a bit more confident about in themselves. So this for one, this could be the perfect tonic if you go and be a villa with Gerard at the helm. We know how useless he is as a manager. You know, he's, he's up there with your personal to Frank Lampard in my esteemed knowledge. You know that. Chris. <laughs> I was waiting but, for it. I was timing you in on that. I could no, I, I had to I had to I had to. But no, it, it, you know, you, you look at it on a serious note, they are in good form. He is a good manager. I know Arsenal fans didn't like him, but I don't think they gave him enough time to settle in and, and integrate his ways like they have done. Arsenal fans not giving a manager time. I know, shock horror. But no, my point my point still stands though. Good form, Aston Villa. If we go out and beat them, whether it's 1-0 or comfortably 3-1 or something like that, you might just look at it in a different way. Because if you, if you beat them when they're under Gerrard, you always find that, ah, oh, well, it was only Gerard managing Villa. Yeah, the guy who beat Brendan before, but they have. We will see, we'll see. Saturday's uh, in the back of the mind right now, isn't it? It is. Uh, it's just saying there in, well, just looking, where are Villa? Villa are in 11th, so they're three places above us. Uh, lost one, drawn one, one. So I, I feel more confident going to, into them with the new signings. And I know other teams have made new signings as well, of course, but... We will see. I think this 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 could be a. We've got some. No disrespect to Villa, we've got some harder games coming up after this, as in sort of you know top top six seven teams. But this could show us where we stand and how the rest of the season is going to be. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Away days are great. But when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he was asked at the end of his press conference, and apologies if, if, if it's there, ready for you to read out, but I think it was one of the last questions he was asked was, you said you'd assess at the end of February, you know, he was asked at the start of the year, sort of mm. thing, where he wants less to do, and, and then Brendan came out and said, by the end of February, we were hoping to be in that top 10 bracket. Now, of course, Leicester are 11 points currently off that position, and by the end of February, we may still be a few points off it, um, because these teams are in good form and we're not expecting these teams to suddenly lose four in, in, in a row for us to, to turn that over in February. Plus, we've obviously got the FA Cup, so that's one fixture that's not going to count towards league points. But you never know, and if Leicester can get themselves in a good position and, and put a, a nice sort of run together that sort of matches what happened pre-World Cup, where we, we had a good game, get run of games, without that disruption coming forward, it, it, it could be... Leicester, you know, even if it's still only just over half of that and it's five or six points for off them positions come the end of February, if we're on a good, strong run of form, you, you'd imagine that, that, that that's still a target that Leicester will see achievable going into the, the, the final yeah. quarter of the season. I mean, I'm looking here. This is their last five. I mean, they lost to um, Liverpool. 
um, one of the few teams that uh, has lost to Liverpool. Uh, sorry, Doug, if you're still watching. Uh, the surprise win was was Tottenham, but you know Tottenham are up and down like a bride's knickers, aren't they? But it's they Tottenham. Did, yeah, yeah, they they drew with uh, Wolves. Um, they but then again they beat Leeds and beat Southampton teams. And again, no disrespect to them, that you would expect them to win. Yeah, and they're games that we will be looking at when they come around in terms of uh, winnable games. Uh, you know, you, you said about the quality of managers. I, I would say I'm also very glad that we've got Villa at home. Um, you know, that, that I think that could play a big part uh, in, in this game coming up. So, yeah, we've, we've, we've got to make sure we're doing the same. As, I mean, as long as we are, I think um, that that will put Leicester and Villa where most fans expecting to see them come the end of the season, given where both clubs are at this point, that is anyway. Um, I'm not going to obviously go go back and sort of talk about players we've already spoken about, but I did mention this one earlier, and I do feel sorry for the lad. But at what point does somebody turn around and say, Brendan, what the flip are you doing at training? You know, Sammy Braybrook has um, pulled an ACL which is one of the worst injuries for a player, isn't it? You know, yeah. uh, and bitterly disappointed, says Brendan. Yeah, you've got to. Uh, it was worse than first feared after the scan. Um, it, was, it was possibility that it was going to go out on loan. He's committed to the club. But, OK, well, and I don't know whether he did that during the match or at training, but either way, Somebody has say has got to look at Brendan and his training techniques. We know they're intense. He who must mm. not be mentioned said when he signed from France that my God, I've never known training as intense as this. <laughs> Somebody's got to go and knock on his door. Brendan, what the hell's going on with this uh, training? <laughs> Surely somebody's got to be asking that question. Yeah, um, to be fair, the. The person who asked that question to Brendan uh, did actually add on the end, uh, how did it come about? And I don't know if it was just Brendan didn't want to answer it, but he didn't even seem to recognise it. So I, I just think because it was such a long-winded way he asked about Sammy Braybrook's injury that he kind of just didn't, he, as he tailed off and, and kind of, because he, he didn't even say it with much conviction, the guy who asked the question to he kind of, it's kind of like his brain remembered at the last second he was supposed to ask him how it happened. He kind of went, and how did it happen? So maybe that's why we didn't get an answer from Brendan. But it's, it's a question of concern, but then you have to look at other teams that have suffered injuries this season. And then they've been up there as well with Leicester in terms of not just the figures of their injuries, but the regularity of their injuries. And it, it's never nice when we see very exciting young talents um Especially like Braybrook and, and I know McIntyre and, that are, and Bruins are okay, but you know, Will Alves got injured in the game. That was a horrible tackle. That's out of Brendan's control. But this seems to not just be a Leicester City thing. This just seems to be a top intensity new regime of how the Premier League teams go about the business and, and what these new technology and the new fancy pitches they enable you to do and push that limits and. It's just one of the things that maybe it does need looking at, but we're not the only club that needs to look at maybe changing how we go about it because it is becoming more concerning. This is the third season now where Leicester at one point during the season their, their injury list has hit double figures. Mm. Tete brings Brazilian flair. 
Yeah, he does. Sorry. His, re his reply was, we've got Coventry flair as well, which, fair play, Brendan, was a good reply. Yeah. But he was, he was then asked, um, we're short on wingers. Um, and like you say, I think, you know, he was expecting Harrison. I mean, the guy's there doing the medical. You think, yeah, as long as he passes his medical, this is all done and dusted. Yeah. Um, well, ask Everton fans because they did a medical and a press conference and he still didn't sign for them that player. So, uh, not always true. a guarantee, but yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not, it's not, no. But you know what I'm, you know what I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm saying, you know. Um, so, it wasn't, this is one thing we can't blame Brendan for, really. Um, yeah. You know, Mark, he promised Mark he could go. So, you know, fair play. Um Pratt's played there, as he said, and so we know James Madison plays there most weeks, you know, up, you know, up until now. Uh, he said he's also been impressed with young Wanya. Hopefully. Exactly. Wanya, W-A-N-Y-A. I'm sure that must be short for something. Um, that is possible, though, because there is a few youth products. I said who they're a bit and who they're a bit dismissively, because I do obviously know a few of the young players that come through and, and, and I've seen a few of them play um, through highlights and that. So, obviously, it's a, it sounds like a young talent that, that's doing well. We've got a few in there. So, hopefully, that's um, something he's looking on. Obviously, it would have been ideal, as we've already discussed and Brendan said, to have got Jack, Jack in. Ah, I think he means. I think he means um, Tawanda Masawanshi. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, Tawanda. Tawanda yes, Wanda. I was thinking Yanda. Is 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 that someone else we put him? But that, obviously, no, that, in fairness, he, 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 he probably thinks the same as me. Like I'm not even going to attend that at a press conference. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Normally, if a manager shortens the name or gives him a little short version like that is it's, it's i'm not going to embarrass himself and try and pronounce his name because because no. it's not that easy but yeah we still, still had san wat shugging chatterwan signed to us oh yeah he's the asian correspondent that we have here isn't he like he's a player yeah. we get from because we've got a team out there that, well there's a king power team out in in asia isn't in, in that that i think the mm. owners kind of fund if i don't know if they outright own it or anything i don't know what the thing is there but they do have some players out there and they have the contingency over here in leicester so yeah it's it's good it's, it's something we've always in the midst of the injury crisis we've always been able to praise either the recruitment at youth level or the development at youth level well, it kind of comes in tandem if you're recruiting for the youth the, the development of them is is always praised so yeah it's um it's good to see that we have got them options at the club because, yes, Ricardo's coming back and we know he can play it right wing, but we have both stressed that we are a little bit light now with no Perez and Mark Albright in, in that area. So, fingers crossed, the magic, the, the cursed eye word doesn't strike either of them during the season for the remainder of it. But um, it's nice to know that should we need to, promotions from within can be made. Yeah, we, it wasn't the one I said. Nate's just pointed out here, and I missed this as I was going down the list, probably because I didn't want to attempt to pronounce it. Um, let me let me put what Nate's typed up there. Wanya Markel. Now, that, that's the easy bit. Madi Vadua is the hard bit. It's a hyphenated name. And they obviously bought him in for shirt sales. Um, wow. <laughs> it, yeah. It's 2022. 
Uh, Lanyard was rewarded for his fine form for the club's development squad uh, with a maiden senior Leicester City appearance. Um, uh, do, 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 do. It was uh, no, it was when we beat uh, Watford, I think, four one. Um, he, may, he operates in the middle of the park or from a wide position. So, yep, yeah, that's a thanks, Nate. Thanks, Nate. Like, for that. I, knew be, I knew you'd be of use one day. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, right. Um, debt. Does debt affect yeah. you? I haven't spoken so much about that. I'm pretty sure we will do and what it means. It's great news for the club. Um, there's been a lot of... There's been a... There's been a lot of criticism, said Brendan, of myself and the board. But that tells you about that commitment to the club. I'm not sure there are too many owners who would do that. I don't think there is a greater commitment. It's fantastic news. Now, I have criticised Top this season um, because I, I don't care how good a chairman or a manager or anything is. Occasionally, there's something they do you don't agree with. I haven't get, ever got to the point of where you know, get the board out, get the owner out, get the chairman out. I've, I've been a million miles away from that, but I do know some people have, you know, and I'm for like, I'm, I'm all for sort of saying, if you don't agree with one of his decisions or whatever, yeah, criticise him. We're fans, that's what we do. But don't ask for him to go because we ain't going to get anybody better. Yes, he's not a, a, you know, in the same bracket and we can't spend money like Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City, but He's the best guy we could. And like Brendan said, how many owners would would do that? No, it's very, it's very true. Uh, and you know, you, I will say it has been nice. I don't know about you, Chris, but I have seen a flurry of twitters once that news was broke i saw a lot of tweets from leicester fans holding their hands up and saying look you know what i doubted him i wondered whether it was too much or he should have sold the club and, and concentrated on, on on his family given everything he's gone through uh, but they put their hands up and said i have to eat humble pie what he continued to his father's legacy he's proven that now I mean, not like not like it's ever really been doubted he continues no. the legacy and i think sometimes we, we we let ourselves get caught up with the lack of transfers um and, and event, money availability to the club but it further stamps the authority on that the king power franchise and and and, and the owners do not want to go anywhere anytime soon mm. uh, i know i mentioned to you earlier and people go and check it out after the show but rob I believe it was Rob Dorsey from Sky Sports actually went a little bit into depth in a couple of minute video. So it's quite interesting. Um, please don't expect 200, 250 million pound war chest in the summer. Um, as much as we'd love to say that, um, this is more about, you know, paying off a huge debt that they don't have to do if they're going to sell, which would make no sense and, and putting the club in a financial position going forward. This doesn't mean, however, the lesser are debt free. This just means that the debts we have are pence compared to, 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 to this debt that they've just generously paid off. I, I put a Twitter out um, earlier. And it's a Twitter out, did you? I put a Twitter out, yes. Um, and I put, and I just wrote, so to all those fans who said Leicester were broke, because there was a lot of it, oh, they've got mm. to sell all these players, they're broke, they're broke. And one of the replies was, um, where are we? Let me just find it. It did kind of, I'm, I'm like, well, 
um, came back and said, well, we were potentially, still could be, not sure what your point is. Obviously, sometimes these things go over people's heads. But we're not broke. We never have been broke. We've, yes, no. we've been in debt. Tell me a Premier League club, apart from oil-rich owned clubs, that aren't in debt. Man United doing well in debt. You know, yeah, um, but, but yeah, I mean, we know you know they've still got the plans because they've still got we've still got to in, enlarge the stadium, otherwise, we're always going to have this problem with FFP. We've got to slowly enlarge it, and we can't go and enlarge it in one fell swoop. You've got, you've got to do it sort of gently and increase the fan and see where the fan base is there as, as you make it larger. And of course, to make going to make it one of the best surrounds of a football ground with everything that they're saying they're going to build the hotel the new retail outlet you know there's a like a um a a, a, a show place that you know for things it, it's they've just got the commitment haven't they and like you say we're not going to have that money to spend but it's, it's a bit like it's a bit like relieving your overdraft a little bit. Yeah, it is. I mean, that that is essentially a long-term bother, in a sense, because it's a loan against the King Power, which is their company yeah. and, and, and that. So, yeah, it, it, it's, you know, it's not like, you know, Leicester were in a rear and £194 million pound of, of debt that they had to recoup through transfer sales. And that's the biggest thing I think people need to... Um, understand from this, and this is this is where the confusions maybe come. We didn't spend in the window because Leicester hasn't got a proverbial pot to piss in. It was because the the ruling is a lot harsher on those that aren't the favourite sons of the of, of of the Premier League, but also the ruling Leicester has to be very careful. We all remember what certain big clubs and of areas have done, like at Leeds United fans will painfully tell you what happened when they put all their eggs into one basket. Leicester had to be smart, they had to keep within the rules. They don't want point deductions, would be the worst outcome for, for any club, no matter where you are in the league. Uh, they want to keep the club moving financially strong as well as do that. And that's why the money was invested in the training ground. Yes, people will say the Harry Maguire sale helped that. And yes, people will say the Fafana sale will help that. But do you not see that in the fact that Leicester had to spread their spending out? Yes, OK, the Fafana was sold late in the window, which maybe didn't help that matter because it was so late. But if you look at our total outsources from them, them sales, that 80 odd million we got from Maguire, you know, it's it's, it's not as simple as going, oh, that 100, grand, 100 million pound second one, well, here's 80 million of it. It doesn't work like that in football. I, I'm sure they wish it did. So it'd be that simple that matches that is that plain and simple. But they would have invested that into the wage structure, they would have invested that into the facility upgrades and the training ground. That, that cost is spread out. So you have to remember how they manage money and the way Matt Leicester have always managed money since his owners have come in, in, in charge. Because this isn't the first time Leicester have writ off a big amount no. of debt. Yeah, well, the the, the 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 loan to that American company for the stadium was yeah. the, was over a hundred million. So, you know, you have to look at how they manage money and how they're negotiating these loans because I'm sure some of that 194 million was probably out of that extra loan that they just finished paying off that they've taken out. So, we're, let, let's we're think as well. You know, if they if they wanted to sell the club, they would have said, well. We're selling the club, but we want 194 million back, or they'd be yeah, entitled right. to say that. Yeah. So, we are in a better position than we were. 
Um, you know, we're not, like I say, we're not debt free, but we're not up to our neck in it. And, you know, just to say those, you know, those fans that like, you know, and again, a lot of black and white striped fans that were saying, you've got to sell Madison because you've got no money. Yeah. You see what I mean? We never, it never was like that. It never was no, like that. But again, but that's said, a way a deadline that, day. Exactly. Outsiders don't know what goes on at the club. You know, you get to no. you know, you get a view, but uh, but talking about not not knowing what's going on at the club. Anthony's in. Good evening, Anthony. Yeah. Um, uh, well, Anthony supports about four clubs, so it's about hard for him to keep hold of all his his favourite clubs, isn't it? This is true, and he's on the show with yourself quarter to eight tonight, isn't he? Yes, he is. He is. Um, is. is it one of his? Must be one of his teams that you're talking about. No, it's not a team with a red dot in sight. In fact, it's our ba- it's it's our banter club versus the uh, original billionaires club. It is um, it's episode two of what I'm I'm naturally calling the battle of the exes. We're not discussing girlfriends of these clubs, but we <laughs> with the fact that man with the fact that Spurs take on Manchester City over the weekend. We're following that. Me and Anthony are doing our second episode battle of the outfield players because it refers to top 10 battles, which is the title of my channel. We're doing a a Premier League starting outfield. He won week one, so he picked Man City because they've got 4 million players to pick from. I'm stuck with Spurs. Nearly made me sick then. But basically what we're doing, Premier League squad, we're trying to get as many of our players into a, an all-time Premier League combined eleven of both clubs. It's a little bit of fun, a little bit of laugh. You guys come and get involved with it. I'm looking forward to it, mate. Top10battles.co.uk uh, uh, or sorry, Top 10 Battles on YouTube, I should say. Yeah. I probably um, might get around to a website at some point, but that, that, that's, <laughs> that's in the distance. That's in the distance. I think it might be that, though, on... Oh, I don't know. But anyway, it's top 10 battles on YouTube. A link is in the description below um, on on, on the YouTube here. And couldn't say with you talking Spurs, uh, good luck to Conte. Conte. Hope he gets better soon. Not me, yes. not so well. So we wish him all. The God best. and Bennett. They, they say, they say, they say, managing Spurs will make you well. I'm just glad it's hopefully <laughs> recovered well. Yeah, and and you always get you always get personal health insurance included in any contract at Spurs, and that's another oh, yeah. thing where where the, the the fan that came on was absolutely. I could have had him on for the four hours almost of the show. Oh, the show was six hours. He was not happy with Spurs. Um, uh, window at all i kind of just say i love simon collins i'm going to give you the and it's not even in here but i'm going to give you the comment of the day i don't think he's going to be beaten on the next show either uh the question that somebody posted in the uh in the group was any suggestions on parking near near old trafford on the 19th of feb and simon collins has replied part where all the home fans part london <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i gonna say simon well that, done, mate. Well that done. is definitely comment of yeah. the week there, isn't it? That yeah. was done very well. Anything else you want to say about top at all? Uh, I just think that hopefully now this is... Do, do, do you remember a few months ago, You, I think we did a show where you brought it up, did a poll of how happy fans were with their yes. ownership. And Leicester were top of that list or second in that list with like 96%. Oh, this one, that was a couple of seasons ago, that was. But yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. 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 Well, let's just hope that that percentage of unhappiness was that was at like 
three and a half percent or whatever it was has now come full circle because it's just proven that uh, this is definitely their commitment to the club and um, going forward, which is very helpful. And long may it continue. I've said it all along, Chris. I hope this never leaves the family why it's not sour. If it ever becomes sour, obviously we'd like that to happen, but I don't see it happening. So long may it continue our our uh, our ownership under, under the yeah. family. And the other thing as well is, and these things always help with um, the the... the, the the club helps the club and the stadium. We're to host an England under 21s fixture. Uh, Saturday, the 25th of March, England under 21s will be playing France or the French under 21s. Um, oh, no, he's injured, isn't he, Voldemort? Um, so, and there might be obviously with it being at Leicester, we might have a few uh, players picked to go in that. So, if you fancy watching a bit of young England, uh, a little bit of the Lion Cubs. England under 21s versus France under 21, Saturday the 25th of March with a 5 pm kickoff. I am guessing that we are away that weekend. Um, last uh, one, it's Cup, isn't it, at the weekend? So I could imagine we'd be away, or is that the weekend after us, maybe? I'm not too sure because we're not in that round yet, are we? Because of course it's end of February the next round. Um, oh, yeah, sorry, I thought you said the end of February for the no, sorry, 25th, 25th of March. Sorry, last question. Um, everybody knows my opinions on Brendan Rodgers. I have changed my mind so often that I have built a, built a, built a gate in the fence. But it's easier yeah. to go through that than it is to keep climbing over it. Because one week I'm on one you, side, one week I'm on the other. Chris, Chris, you've got one of them fences where the panel's screwed in the middle so it can spin around. You know, like a cartoon. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's the one. That's me. Um, last... last Last season, I accepted the injuries. I don't think it was the. It wasn't the the the, the, the bad season that everybody was screaming about. We had a European semi final, and I think we finished tenth. Was it? Um, eighth, I think. In eighth, 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 eighth. That's not a bad. That either. That's not a bad season, is it? And I did no, say no. people were criticising Rogers and said, "Look, let's see how it goes next season." And we all know this season has struggled. Um, I think you know that I, I believe that he was he was dropped in it with you know top only coming out on transfer deadline day to explain why we haven't made any signings. It was hung out to dry a little bit. Uh, sometimes you know I, I thought oh we're on a winning run again between now you know, before the World Cup, but then you know when you look at the teams we played, uh, but then you've got to beat the teams that are around you. That 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 means more. But I'm going to say this now that. He's going to be with us now till the end of the season. Oh yeah, I don't think that's about doubt. He's he's been allowed to spend money. He's been whether he's well, he's been allowed to spend money and and and, and he's got the green light transfers. You know mm. whether he's been full sailing, which player we go for, or not we'll never he's know. The really that we want, and yeah. finally, he's, he's, finally agreed. he's agreed yeah. with what fans are saying. So what yes. I'm saying is here is we will still well I will still criticise Brendan if I think he's got something wrong, but let's let's not get down that he needs to be sacked. It's too late to sack him now. I think yeah. so. Um, you know we've got the window. The players have come in. I actually spoke to. I did a show on um, last night, nine o'clock. Do catch it's on the YouTube. Let's just tell I die YouTube channel, and it was a chat with David Connolly and uh, ex-player 
and he's now he does a lot of work on the radio uh co you know co-commentary and talk sport lovely my god does that guy know football i mean he was yeah. only he was only with us for one season he was brought in by um by brian little uh in the july and then brian little went in the october um and he says you know when you sign for a club one of the things that makes you sign for the club is the manager you know, I think so. Brian Little didn't sign David Conley. He did. No, Brian Little was manager. No, 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 sorry, Mickey Adams. Adams. Sorry, Mickey I was going to say. I was going to say he came for us in the two thousand. But well, yeah. I mean, I can understand why you confused the pair sometimes. <laughs> Come on, they are pretty similar. Look pretty similar. But no, so Mickey, Mickey. I was trying to avoid having to say Craig Levine because that's who followed Mickey Adams, your favourite manager. Oh yeah. You know, we don't uh, talk about him. Yeah, but, you know, he said, I came in because Mickey Adams signed me. He says, then a new manager comes in and you start to think, well, where does that leave me? Because the manager that wanted me, that bought me and therefore was probably going to play me, has been has left. And, you know, yeah. Not sacked in Mickey Adams' case, he resigned. Um, and then you've got another manager coming in who would want his own players and he said it, it is a really really unsettling period so let's not let's just put all this aside until the end of the season and let's just see where we are now he's running out of excuses brendan you know yeah. it, we're going to hit the summer it's, it's going to be the heat might become another excuse again but you know he's got the players he wants players that he couldn't get in the summer there's no there's no place for him to hide now, but let's give him until the end of the season. I think once you get past the January transfer window, for me, there's no point in in changing your manager unless you're literally, you know, bottom of the league and you, you're desperate and your name yeah. begins with you. Um, so, I mean, I don't know what what your thoughts are. I mean, Anthony says here, uh, Chris Bad really trust the process. <laughs> yes. Uh, coming from an Arsenal fan, yeah, uh, that's like trusting a far when you know you've got the shites. <laughs> <laughs> would you trust the process under Brendan? Look, like I say, I'll, I'll trust him till the end of the season, and then let's have another look where we are. What What are your thoughts on Brendan? Do you agree with that? Do you disagree with me? I, I think it's fair to say that you know that there's a few different ways you answer this question. You look at it maybe in your perspective of Brendan Rodgers as a whole, you might not be too thrilled that he's still here. Um, but he's got the backing. And then, like you said, I, I don't really like the term excuse, the, the word excuse, because it just it, it just bugs me as a, as, as a word for, for when people say, don't use that as an excuse. It's like, no, it's a reason. But I get it. Anyway, um, but yeah, we've, we've adhered with the injuries, even though that problem's happened before and is still happening with, with, with injuries. Um, and we've kind of looked past the fact that, you know, and a manager can only do so much and we have to take that on board. And, and the jobs he was, you know, he's, he's essentially hired to do, which is keep improving the squad, keep developing it and keep pushing the squad. Uh, however, you know, by however means you seem fit in terms of keeping players here and whatnot. And he hasn't been able to do that. This, this season, and we maybe thought last season and this season would be it, but I think maybe next season will be it. Because like you said, he's had the window and next season you can only assume, and this is again understanding that Leicester aren't broke, it's the structure of money, right? 
the financial fair play in wage structure we will get back from these four, five, six players that won't be on the wage budget next year might equate to Leicester being afforded to spend maybe 60, 70, 80 million pounds in the window on two or three players. If he's given that, which he has done this window to strengthen and he's allowed to strengthen the quality of the squad overall and the starting 11 next season and he, he, he makes the right signings to replace potential players we're going to lose, whether that's just Yori or Yori and Madison in, in the, the big name pictures. If he does that and he comes out and says, I'm really happy I've been allowed to get these players in and spend the money like he has done after this window, then the, you're right, Chris, there is no reason that Brendan then can't have Leicester play and finish in a position that sort of shows that I think we have to be prepared that we might still miss out on window on, on Europe on European football next season. But if we can stay in that battle right to the end and be there all the way through and, 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 and do sneak into Europe or just miss out, I think we have to kind of forget in a way that we were fifth because I think that was a few years, a few years advanced of where we were hoping to be at that point. Not saying that we can't achieve it, but I'm saying we have to also remember there are other clubs and just Leicester improving in the Premier League. We've seen this season the likes of Fulham, Brentford. I know Fulham are newly promoted, but Brentford, Brighton, big notable uh, improvements in that area, not just in their squad, but where they're, how they're performing and where they are in the league. So don't expect an immediate return to fifth and, and, and silverware, but there's no reason that Leicester can't back that up with a strong season next year. Yeah, uh, I think I, I, I got your answer out of that. <laughs> I know, my answer's, my answer's hidden in there. It's like... It um, I'll have to play it back and uh, see whether... Yeah, it was, uh, at the yeah, moment, I actually just said yes. That's, that's what you need. Yeah. Um, I love the, again, another great headline here from the BBC. Everton remaining chaos after dry January. Uh, I absolutely love that. Although Daesh is saying that they did try to sign players. But last point, very much so, as a comment uh, on the Harrison, uh, Jack Harrison saga, leads forward Rodrigo out for up to two months. Now, you know, if that was something that they knew about, which was like literally, what, two days ago? Um, I mean, this, this went up at sort of four o'clock this afternoon. If they knew that was a possibility then you can fair enough leads, you can understand them calling it off. Um, yeah, that may know. have played a big part of it. If, I, if think, I think it will have done, yeah, yeah. I think it will have done. Brad, told you, sub to your channel, so nice one told you, well done, mate. Brilliant, mate, uh, thank you very much for that, appreciate 7, it. 7.45, get over to Brad's channel for Spurs versus Manchester City, top 10 battles, and it's uh, the, the best 11 from the two teams. Make sure, though, Nine o'clock, press the record button because it'll probably still be going on at 11, knowing Brad. No, no, I've only got, I've only got Anthony for a loan this week and a short window at that. So I will be done well before your show. So you can watch us both for a change, guys. You can actually <laughs> enjoy mine and, and watch Well, it. if that's the case and you would like to come on because Craig can't, we have got a Villa fan coming on, Kevin, like I say. Uh, Craig can't come on at nine. So if you are free and nothing to do, you'd be more than welcome to come on. Cheers, buddy. I, I might keep that window in mind. I might keep that window in mind. Depends on the time I'm able to wrap up and, and sort everything out, or I might just jump on a bit. I'm sure I'll yeah, try no, and We're going to be there for sort of an hour or so. So, you know, message us and what have you. I will but, do, buddy. Uh, I will do. Good luck. I think it's probably going to be 9 um, 1 to Man City, but we will see. All the best, mate. Take care. Thanks very much for coming Thank on. You,
Cheers, and I'll uh, see you guys later. See you now. Bye-bye. Top 10 battles. Get over there, Brad's channel. It's 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 it's, it's different, and this, it, there's not enough different shows on YouTube. We're all kind of remixing saying one, which is why I try and do all these different quizzes. But Brad actually did all right in on the last quiz. He really did. I know. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Um, hey, nine o'clock, we're back. Uh, I'm getting actually quite excited now. Is it just me? Coming up next on Leicester Till I Die TV. Be back, nine o'clock. We will be talking with Kevin, like I say, Aston Villa fan. Uh, looking ahead to this weekend's games. Uh, thanks to Brad for joining us. Thanks to everybody that has been watching. Really do appreciate it. And if you have been listening on the podcast, appreciate that as well. I'm going to go off and finish watching Jamie behind me. All the best. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I will see you back in oh, two hours, 40 minutes and counting. Goodbye. I'll see you in a bit. Take care. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. watching these videos are tremendous you better like them too or i'll be back lester till i die tv they think it's all it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect ultimate delivery now on the mcdonald's app you in Participating restaurants 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.